Welcome to Clearing the Queue with Alex and Matt. Here's how it works. Each episode starts with a friend of ours signing into their Netflix account. Together, we scroll through their queue. Ultimately, we find a movie that's been on there a little too long, and we watch it together. The best part is that every queue is unique, so it tells a story about the person. Here's a question. Are we going to record ourselves talking about the movie during the movie? No, 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 no. This is not Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's uh, Clearing the Queue. A Netflix podcast. <laughs> Our guest this week is the Honorable Tim Blaine. Hi, hello. Tim Blaine really knows... Uh, how to present a good gift? A good gift. A good gift. It's true. He does. Oh my god! Did you do you know your audience? You didn't even quite know I, your audience. Yeah, but you know what? Intuitively, I knew. You knew. I knew. Yeah. He showed up with a bottle of goddamn liter of cola, <laughs> which for the Super Troopers fans out there is an actual an actual bottle of beer. Yeah. Named after what uh, what Farva is trying to order <laughs> in. Uh, and you were troopers. just waiting for the right occasion. I was to waiting. It's been sitting yeah. in my fridge, oh. and, and uh, this seemed like the best time. And amazingly, it tastes a little like cola. Yeah, it tastes a little is, like cola. We're enjoying it at the moment. It's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And also, Alex is drinking champagne because Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Everybody. This is our first show of 2017. Did everybody have a good? Uh, did you guys have a good holiday break? I like to look forward. Yeah, personally. <laughs> so, like, you know. I don't believe we really need to learn from our mistakes. We can be honest with the fact that we're taping this in December. Mm, okay. Because didn't you have a little thing we're about to do that involves holiday well, yeah, travel I mean, directly? I'm, I'm about to... Of 2015. We should be clear about that. <laughs> yeah, we pre-tape a year ahead of time. It's cleaner that way. Well, I mean, like, I'm super fucking excited that Netflix can allow you to download... Yeah. Finally. Airplane Sorry. mode. Yeah. And I'm going to Kansas with my wife, and I've got... Movies that I want to clear off my queue, and I was going to ask you guys to help give me suggestions. We did an episode, maybe it was like episode three, where yeah. I actually went through my queue. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's been a while; it's been replenished. We've yeah. each been in the hot seat. You're in the hot seat today. Yeah, but before your seat gets too hot, we're gonna we maybe do a speed briefly round? warm maybe up a, Alex's a, a seat qu- just to see what's what's in here. Yeah, should I just call it right now? Let's just jump I'm into it. Shout out, lucky number eleven. I don't know what that is. I like that movie. It's a fun one. Okay, I, that's what I've heard. I've heard that it's like a it's like a detect. It's Josh Harnett and Bruce yeah. Willis. Or? Yes, and, and Morgan like, Freeman. And Morgan and Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, and Ben Kingsley. Um, and it's like it's just a forgotten late nineties two thousand. Yeah, it's very like quippy, uh, sort of you know, it's self aware and it's sort of slightly noir detective ish fun quirky dialogue. I was just convinced good. to watch Get Shorty. Because, because oh, yeah. of the similar reasons, like it's just quippy and yeah, funny. You would like that shorty. Oh, you hate it? Oh, really? it. oh that's so interesting. <laughs> is that going to change? The... But don't I... you love Danny DeVito? Isn't he in that? He is. He is the titular. He's shorty. Yeah. yeah, I think Get Shorty's a little bit more of a comedy than Slevin. Slevin is comedic, but it's. I think it's more of a. The name is funny. Um, I've got uh, the Amanda Knox documentary on Netflix. Supposed Very to be well good, done. but yeah. it sounds like Nightcrawler, not the X Men character. The Jake Gyllenhaal. The Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's good. It's, I, I think that was well done. I like that. Kung Fury, which is like a thirty-five minute. Oh, you have to watch Kung Fury. Okay. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's great. It's Sin, really fun. Sin City Two. I just finally I removed that. that from my <laughs> list. <laughs> I have not seen that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not oh, going to watch. This is that. the one I. Italian, the Italian job, the new version of the Italian job. Okay, I think it's a very watchable, fun movie. What do you mean new? Because it was an older movie. They, oh, I see. New ten years ago. Yes. Well, they remade it. Got it. It's the reboot. Yes. For ten years ago. Audience. The Ed Norton. Yeah. For the old souls. Yeah. yeah it was fine. Yeah, I, th- I think it's like a fun. It's very kind of if it's on cable and you pass by, you're like, oh, I could watch this for a while. It's, yeah. It's like moves quick and. But fun. so far, not better than Lucky Number Eleven. There will be blood. That's it's great, and you should watch it. Bring it on? Yeah. What? Bring it on the movie? I thought we fit. <laughs> uh, all right. It sounds like I, I. It sounds like you should watch There Will Be Blood, Lucky Number Eleven, and Kung Fury. I also will recommend Amanda Knox. Uh, uh, I know both the guys that directed it and very talented, lovely gentlemen. So uh, they spent a long time on it, and I they it was like a long time to get her to be interviewed, and like mm, all of a sudden wow. it was like, and so they were interviewing her and, and doing the doc while things were still unraveling and it was, yeah it's Holy a cool watch shit. yeah that would be an intense 
undertaking, I would imagine. Yeah, but and that's the thing. You see these amazing document. There are a lot of good documentaries, I feel like, recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But We've, every time it's like, yeah, I've been working on it for 12 and a half years. And, yes. Uh, yeah. You're just like, wow, that's a lot of time for something you, that might not come together. We've been on a little bit of a kick of watching those kind of movies lately. A little yeah. bit of a kick. A big kick. Yeah. And they're always... There, it's always hard to sit down and watch it, and then by the end, you're like, "I'm really glad that I watched yeah. this." I never want to pick a documentary when I'm sitting down, but yeah. like, it's always worth it for the most part. It's often worth I it. I think, yeah, yeah, often, yeah, yeah. Tickled. Did you guys see Tickled? The Elmo one. <laughs> <laughs> Being tickled. Yes. The Elmo story. The Elmo story. Uh, it gets dark. Uh, no, actually, it's this great documentary. Um, I, I don't want. It's it's on the world of competitive endurance tickling. And it's what I don't want to say any more because like just go watch it because it's just got twists and turns that you don't see coming and it's yeah, great. It already has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So okay. So because it's now 2017, wink, wink. There's been a bit of a development in the clear in the queue world, which is American Beauty is no longer on Netflix. It's one of those movies that was on Netflix and it's not anymore. Mm-hmm. And we used to have a segment that involved the actual uh, plastic bag. Uh-huh. from American Beauty. Smithsonian was nice enough to let us use it yes. for our podcast. For the last eight months. And um, nice. it was very nice of them, but we've decided to retire it because if a movie's not on Netflix, what's what are we doing talking about it on our Netflix podcast? I see. So it's been replaced. Am I meant to open this up? Yeah, that's the uh, suitcase from Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. So I feel like I gotta uh, open it away from camera. Yeah, exactly. you know, I'm gonna just turn it away from camera. <laughs> this guy knows. Otherwise, he's a professional. So open it slowly and carefully, and then reach in there and grab one card. Any card, just pick, just say, pick a card. Just say, be happy. Be <laughs> happy. Okay, okay. I got one card. And then, uh, and then read that card into the microphone and we'll see what it says. Okay. The card says, can you remember a time you left to go to the bathroom during a movie? And then do you know what you missed? Mm, good question. Glad I thought of it. <laughs> um, do you know? Do you know? I am, uh, man, I, I will generally just grind it out. I just and I just did it this weekend. Or, or, Good choice uh, of words. I, I, yeah, I saw Rogue One. It was like opening oh. day at Chinese Man Theater, and it was like a friend of mine had an extra ticket, and it was just, so it already had that special kind of okay, we're doing this. It's Star Wars. And, yeah, and I went. I peed like a half hour before I started it. You know, I you're prepped. a veteran yeah. at this point. You yeah. know what and it's I, like, and I don't know why, but like a half hour in, I was like, oh no. I got it, but I was like, I'm a half not. hour in. Yeah, and it's like a two and a half hour <laughs> oh movie. Oh my god! <laughs> with a bunch of previews, <laughs> and so I. But I was just like, we are doing this. We are. We are just like, we're not giving up here. And so I, I, I did it. I, you know, I, I. That has to have at least like that would change like my Rotten Tomato score like a little bit. Just yeah, enjoy, pure enjoyment. I of can't it. imagine enjoying I, the next absolutely. two hours that much. I and it's one of the reasons I kind of can't give a, a definitive like critique <laughs> of it yet because it's kind of like I'm seeing it through yellow filter. Of, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. The grind it out policy. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think because I always do that, and yeah, I, I can't think of a time. I'm sure there has been, but it's it. It's very rare enough that I can't remember that. I'm with you. I mean, I, I literally can't remember a time I've left in a theater to go to the bathroom. I'll, I'll yeah. I mean, I like the challenge of trying to pick the right moment when <laughs> to go. Sure, the lull. Like, I just left La La Land to go to the bathroom. And you loved La La Land. And I didn't miss a damn thing. Wow. But, um, it's a skill. I just, uh, it's a trade off that I'm not willing to make. My, my misery. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's a lot of space at the arc light. There's a lot of like space you can like sneak by without really like. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know how the Chinese theater is these days. If there's much room, it would have been more of a challenge. <laughs> I can just the look in your face. Like I don't even like this actual pain. Yeah. In those eyes and I was right dead now. center. It was gonna be yeah. You know. It was gonna. Be and you know, deal. Star Wars fans who are seeing it on opening day, like they're not gonna be super cool with you, like. Going in front of them while they're trying to see. No, they're not known for their every minutia. <laughs> um, my, I like to break Star Wars fans in tears. Um, well, there's obviously the ones that would dress up to, yeah. the, to the to the showing at like even like a premiere. But just in terms of like when you're talking to friends, 
th- I find that there's a tier that breaks right when you've got friends that read the novels, and then there's a, a wide tier below that. That's a good baram- barometer. Right. So I usually, when I define Star Wars fanship, yeah. that's where... So are, you, are you asking Tim if he's read the Star Wars the books? Way he, <laughs> the way he just referred to Star Wars... Right, with a slight <laughs> amount of derision. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean that. I just meant like it, that move wasn't going to go over well, but uh, I am not a, a Star Wars book no, reader. Is, what's interesting is you can like it, you can like the movies that so much up, but I just don't want to read the books. Yeah, I just don't no. want to go yeah. that far. That's fair. <laughs> Should we do this? Let's let's get into it. So uh, should we should we briefly before we mention his um, password system? Oh, we should talk about this because <laughs> so whenever a guest comes in, the one thing that I need to remember to tell them more important than the than the time or than the address or even than the day is please know your Netflix password because inevitably if I don't remember to say that then the guest shows up and they don't know their password and it's awkward for everybody. And not only does Tim know his password, he's a system. And I knew the day. And he knew the day. <laughs> yeah. And he got here, and everything was great. And then I was like, you got your password? And he was like, I'm 10 steps ahead of you. It's like I've got a, a great craft beer that you guys are going to love. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just uh, so tell us about this little system. That yeah, and, and to be clear, developed. this is not something that I something that invented. Innovated. Or this is not, yeah, I have no part in this thing. Other than However, you could give this password out right now and still comfortably change it, and it wouldn't matter. Like the guy who prints his social security number on the outside of his bus because he does like yeah. fraud protection. Uh-huh. And he's like, look, this is how comfortable I am. Here's my social that's number. Good system. Yeah. So this is like um, that. Let's tell everybody. Well, I, I used, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell you because I, I use uh, what's called LastPass, which is one of the, there are a few services that do this. I think one password is another one. And there's a few. And it basically, it's just, it automatically generates passwords for you uh, that are the very like, they're they're strong passwords and they have a variety. So you only have to remember one master password, and then once you're logged in on your computer, it remembers all. It generates and remembers all the passwords you would need to all the sites that you go to. And if you leave or log out to that, then it's all protected. And yeah, seems great. Yeah, and we tried to shoot some holes in it, and I couldn't do it. No, yeah, you had an answer for everything. <laughs> <laughs> So you did that. You signed in. Alex and I are probably both going to sign up for this thing now because it sounds great. We didn't talk money, but we'll we'll discuss that later. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you my fee. <laughs> <laughs> Referral uh, fee. So what I love about your Netflix queue is how similar it is to my Netflix queue. Hey. I find that very exciting in a, in a selfish way um, because you've got stuff that either is currently in mine or has been in mine and then I've accepted that I'm never going to watch and <laughs> deleted, including this first one, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah. That, uh, so that was a recommendation to me. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then I had it in my queue forever. It, actually, Dylan Allen recommended it. Okay. And then one day I was like, hey, Dylan, I think I'm going to watch that movie. And he was like, oh, no, don't watch that. Watch something else instead. Okay. And I was like, but you're the one who told me to, it's been in my queue for a year because of you. <laughs> So is he why it's in your queue as well? No, no. I, <laughs> I just, uh, it's just one of those that kind of hovers around. You just, you hear people, oh, you should check that out. And yeah, mm. and so I don't have a good reason or a reference. All right, let's delete it. it. Okay. <laughs> the next movie you have in here is currently in my queue and it's called Old Boy. That's what I'm like a little scared to watch because apparently it's pretty intense. Yeah. A Ridge Old Boy. It, yeah. Like it's co- Korean? Yes. It, yeah, it's 2003. Uh, this is Chan Wook Park. Yeah. With no clue how he came to be imprisoned, drugged, and tortured for 15 years, a desperate businessman seeks revenge on his captors. Like, I tend to shy away from movies with the word torture in the in the <laughs> description, you know? Yeah, so, totally. But it's Me also too. supposed to be a great movie. So right. it's like, ugh. We just ha- watched... Beast of No Nation, uh-huh. and that was a lot of torturous violence. Yeah. If we can avoid that, I, mean, <laughs> I, I gotta confess, all boys in my queue right now. Is that all three of ours? It's oh, that's interesting. Ooh, that's right. that's. I mean, that says something, right? So let's talk about uh, Paul Newman's The Verdict. We have a Paul Newman history in so, clearing the queue. I would say it's sorted. We have a sorted past. Oh, really? Yeah, we. We want to be, you know, educated, well-rounded mm-hmm. people, and we, sometimes we try to watch old Paul Newman movies, <laughs> and it just doesn't, doesn't turn happen. out well. Yeah. Does that include The Sting? The Sting? No, we watched The Hustler instead of The Sting, okay. and it's been... People have said maybe you should have watched The Sting instead what's of The Hustler. The Sting's great. I like The Sting. What's your stance? 
on old Paul Newman. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, you know, I also, I don't know that I've seen that many old, I mean, I've seen Butch Cassidy and I've seen, uh, the Sting. Kid. Uh, yeah, I've seen both of those, uh, <laughs> and then the one they did together. Um, the verdict, I think that's one that's just like, I probably read on a list somewhere and you add it in mm-hmm. or you probably, cause I don't, I couldn't tell you the first thing about that movie. Well, somewhere. without clicking on it, it's clearly based on a John Grisham novel. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Like, it must be. <laughs> Although, it came out in 1982, which is, I feel like, a weird year. to Because Paul Newman, we think of him as being old, or when he was younger, but this is, like, yeah. middle-aged Mid- Paul Mid- Newman. That seems like his uh, Alec Baldwin outside Providence days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, weird, not quite in his mid-40s yet. Yeah. But still, maybe a... The, the synopsis says, a washed-up, ambulance-chasing attorney gets a chance at redemption when his friend tosses him an open-and-shut medical malpractice case. That sounds boring as fuck. How is that a movie? I was going to say, like, an open-and-shut case. But is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what, yeah, maybe it's just a bad synopsis. Is, is it, what's the runtime? 16 minutes? <laughs> 128 minutes. All right. Uh, so, yeah, maybe there's a, an appeal. Well, it's on the list. It's on the list. It's on the list. It's on the list. Um, speaking of on... Uh, the, <laughs> the <next> this, <laughs> you are just silky smooth segues. They it, called it, him silky smooth Bogdan. It makes it, it makes the editing tough because I I do editing sometimes, mm-hmm. and if I do like a really clever transition, then it makes it harder to edit around. Okay, so sometimes it's easier for me to say the next movie is <laughs> yeah. Man on Wire. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Speaking of on. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is a documentary yeah. about the dude that walked, you know, between the Twin Towers. Ron Howard remade this movie. Yeah, into, with with yeah. Uh, JGL. Yeah. Um, but, and I didn't see that. And I think, I think I'm aware of this because of, like, when that one came out, there was just such a huge, I felt like a surge of everyone be like, do see the documentary, don't see the movie. I mean, right. I'm sure the movie's great, and I'm, I didn't see it. I don't know one thing about it, but. I've seen... Only the climactic scene from the movie. When, when the man is on the wire? <laughs> yeah, when okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is on the wire. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, I've just seen the last 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, okay. And um, not a lot of tension, I gotta say. Uh, is that a rope that joke? A joke? <laughs> yeah, you and your derogatory rope jokes. Uh, it made me think, I bet the documentary is good. Okay. More balanced? <laughs> Uh, uh, I did see this. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. I would like to see it with you guys. If you, okay, if if it makes it past the past the cut, sure. Okay. Uh, let's go to a movie I've never heard of. 2013's Short Term Twelve. Oh yeah, and this one. It, well, full disclosure: I saw the first, I think, like twenty or thirty minutes of this, uh-huh. so it's not a complete uh, freshie for me. But um, it, it like. It was a, a few people that I know, I think including my brother's favorite movie of that year. What it, was it, 2013? Uh-huh. Short and term. my brother sees everything. Um, and so, For better or worse? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, well, no, I don't think he sees, he tries to avoid the garbage. He's not like he has to see But he's good taste. Yes. And I feel like I've talked to a couple other people who were like, this was, it was, I think, it was, I think it, either one Sundance or it was in, you know, I think it was, it's an indie darling that, that was very highly. It is inspiring, heartfelt, and emotional. Mm-hmm. It's considered a independent drama, social issue drama, and independent movie, as well as a tearjerker. Huh. A new charge at a foster care facility dredges up the memories of a young supervisor's own troubled past, and her tough exterior begins eroding. That's an open and shut open case. And case. <laughs> What's the runtime on that? <laughs> uh, this is 96 minutes, and it looks like it stars Brie Larson. Yeah. Who is fantastic. Who is awesome. Yeah. And that sounds like an interesting recommendation. Yeah. Good dark horse. Indie darling. Yeah. I feel like, Alex, I feel like that's a term you would like. I love indie darling. <laughs> uh, but, like, what? when can you stop using it? Like, uh, mm. is, it, is it budgetary? Or is it, oh, I thought you meant like in life. Like, what age do you? Are you like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, you're 35 now. You have to stop it saying indie darling. The only thing I need to know is like, like, what is the? Is it? Is it purely budget based, or is it like? Mm. I would assume it's produ- like the studio that put it out would be a big in terms of whether it's indie or not. Yeah, like there's got to be a line, right? What's the Star Wars book reader? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. What's that line? Mm. 
I don't know. It could be based on uh, theatrical release, like how many theaters it's in could be mm-hmm. a factor. I mean, okay. I bet there are websites that would give you a more clear definite. Here's the thing. That Matt, what, what me and Maddie are so good is like, I like, I generally go on like colloquial feel. And, yeah. probably, and Maddie likes dictionary definition. I do like okay. So yeah, for me, yeah, when yeah. I, I think of Indie Darling, it's yeah. like something where there's a lot of no names or maybe it's. It, it's mostly budget based, right? And to me, mm-hmm. I think like it just wasn't made by one of the major studios. It was made by an independent studio. Yeah, I think that's. And then, darling, yeah, I mean, you get one good review. You can call yourself an indie <laughs> darling, right? Yeah, you know, festival circuit is also important I would say, for yeah, darling. Darling, yeah. and then because maybe it gets sent to wide release, and then maybe it's nominated. Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of gray area there, but I do like the the phrase. Let's talk about this next documentary, Exit Through the Gift Shop. I'm surprised you haven't seen this. Because, yeah. I mean, I haven't seen it. But <laughs> people are often surprised that I haven't seen it. Ah. And I feel like you and I are sort of on the same page in terms of what we watch and yeah. what people think we should watch. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, this is another one. This is like, you know, it's been this one of those exact same things. Oh, you should see that. Yeah, I can't believe I haven't seen it. You yeah, know, it's, it's, but it's... Yeah. You Funny know. enough, I saw Man on Wire and Exit the Griffith like roughly around similar times like someone mm. in the same breath did what they did to you guys right. and i just followed through on that plan yeah. like six years ago yeah and yeah. i enjoyed both of them very much also my brother is banksy so i don't know if that's <laughs> oh shit so that's just affects whether i want okay. to see that one do you need us to bleep that out or it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it uh, would be great if you bleeped it just the word banksy and, and like <laughs> what did he say his brother is <laughs> oh my god that <laughs> they had to bleep it out <laughs> uh, okay there's two more movies in it great the movie undefeated 2011 it's a documentary it's doc. yeah. about an uh, inner inner city high school football team trying to reach their first ever playoff game yeah it's supposed uh. to be inspirational so i'm yeah. gonna say they probably reach it you look like a jock <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, no, no longer. Once, once upon a time, I, I was a sportser. Um, you see, let's see. I feel like I'm gonna go tennis. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of a tennis lacrosse. Guy. No, not lacrosse. Similar track. Nope. So Field. Stick. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Shot put. Nope. Swimming, I could see you being a good swimmer. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm not, and no, you couldn't. No, I, it's um, similar to lacrosse. Yeah, in its own way. Soccer. Yeah, I was a big soccer player, soccer and tennis and basketball. But I, I, I was about four eleven till I was like sixteen or seventeen. So right. I, uh, I, I let that go. Yeah, uh, but I play every week now, so it all comes back. Great, and you're <laughs> now you're five foot three. So <laughs> gained those extra couple inches and well, it, made all the difference, in right? In fairness, I'm wearing uh, four inch heels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the last, what did the, oh yeah, the football the, thing is yeah. why you said that. Okay. Yeah. I just la- heard it's good. Uh, it's supposed to be, you know, I think it was last year, two years ago, three, I don't know. It's pretty recent and it was supposed to be good. The last one you have here, I've never heard of this and yet it, it, by all accounts, it seems like I should have. Came out in 1992. It's called Bob Roberts. It's a mockumentary starring Tim Robbins as a folk singing right winger trying to unseat a liberal U.S. senator. And I'm just going to read you a, just a snippet of the cast because we don't have all day. There's like 30 names on the cast, but it includes Tim Robbins, Alan Rickman, James Spader, Jack Black, Helen Hunt, Peter Gallagher, Susan Sarandon, John Cusack. You get the idea. Yeah. Is it? Did you say, is it Robert Altman? Um, it's directed by Tim Robbins. Oh, it's not? Starring okay. and directing. I'm going right. to float out a theory with this one. Okay. The reason we've never heard of it is because it's not good. <laughs> Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay, we so would, that's we a would, guess. We would all yeah. know of this. Have you heard of it? Yeah. I mean, I put it on my queue. <laughs> <laughs> good point. Uh, no, I had. And I feel like that was one I heard about years ago, and I'm probably like, it probably resurfaced somehow. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've always wanted to see that. I Yeah, I don't know. I think We it, call this the uh, Casa de Mi Padre yeah corollary yeah where like if it's where if it's somebody that you love and you love their other work Mm -hmm. but you've never met somebody who (laughs) likes this movie yeah odds are decent it's not great yeah i think that's fair i i I cannot speak in defense of it having never seen it. has your brother seen it i don't know it also feels like jack black who in 92 was a a no yeah that they put him in this to try to like promote that this movie to to watch or i'm gonna throw out there it could be a different jack black 92 could be well, a different Tim Robbins. Build. He was the third build in the. No, yeah. I skipped a bunch. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is exactly the type of movie that I would watch. If this were in my queue, it would get watched because it looks easy. 
and fun. Yeah. yeah and yeah. the worst case scenario, it's not that it's funny. forgettable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As opposed to like giving me nightmares about child soldiers in Africa, which is what happened last week. Oh, okay. so that was it. Bring it on. Uh, that was bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's look at the, the sum of the movies we have. Okay. And, uh, um, all right. So now do I, do I, well, pick Alex, this do you want to this... read those? Da- Usually ceremoniously, all right. Alex reads the list. Then we talk. I'll get naked. And then we, that's the podcast, that's the show. All right. <laughs> so, what do we got on the list? So up top, we've got old boy, a, uh, Korean classic that all three of us have in our cues. Um, but might be a little too violent for what we're in the mood for. We've got the verdict of old, a 1982, Oddly aged Paul Newman. Not quite sure what we're going to get. Maybe it's a John Grisham movie. <laughs> Should be. Um, we got Man on Wire. Highly recommend this. I saw it a while ago. I'd yep. like to. It, it's, it's worth reseeing for me. Um, about the French dude that walks in the wire. Short Term 12, an indie dar- our first indie <laughs> darling. Yep. Which is with Brie Larson. Yep. Exit through the gift shop. Banksy's. Uh, bleep that out. <laughs> He's got Undefeated, which uh-huh. is the documentary about that football team that may, probably makes it to their first and we playoff have Bob game. Bob Roberts, the movie with Jack Black that was directed by Tim Robbins, which is probably, probably odds are not. So, good. I mean, and I sort of said this before, but like you use your cue very much the way I do, where like there's no TV shows in here. There's nothing yeah. you've seen in here. These are all like movie and there's not a lot in here. And it's very much like these are movies that you do want to see that are all probably good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I appreciate that level of curation. We agree. <laughs> yeah. Q8, Q, yeah. Yeah. So, but what that makes this particular moment a little more challenging. Would you say I have a high no IQ? <laughs> Nailed it. Podcast done. <laughs> Any Q-related puns. We, yeah, we, we, we always reach this point in the podcast where it's, do we want to take our vitamins or do we want to eat some Reese's Cocoa Puff cereal? Totally. Or drink some liter of cola. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which we should do either way. Um, so do ultimately do I make it or do we make it as like a, a... you know, we've yet to really codify We're 32 <laughs> episodes in and we still don't exactly have a system. We, we usually feel it out. Yeah. We kind of take the temperature of the room and, it's based, uh, it, and this is, this is a people podcast yeah. Yeah. first. So it's, what are you most comfortable with? Do yeah. you want to do Rotten Tomato score? Do you want to go, I mean, we've done Rotten Tomato score. We've flipped coins. We've flipped coins. Yeah. We've had just me and Maddie decide. decide we've yeah. narrowed it down to three and right. then we've, had one person pick between the three. We, we've watched the trailers of all these and picked <laughs> the best trailer. Yep. Um, like it's, I will say this: like it, since there seem to be at least a few, them. if there's something you can cross off, cross yeah. them off. That's usually well, the first. It depends on how strongly you, because it seems like there's at least a couple that we would all watch, but you've seen them before. Mm. So that's like if you know, it's, mm. ideally, I guess if we could do one, we none of us have seen. I suppose that is is that ultimately better. I would definitely be willing to rewatch either of those two documentaries. Okay, if huh. they're in your top three. If they make your top three, uh-huh. then we can leave it. To yeah. You. Leave it to chance, uh-huh. leave it to be, or whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you know what? I'll, so I'll do this. I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick three right now. Yeah. And then we'll we'll see where we're at. Yeah. Great. All right. So I'm and I'm just gonna because there's no right answers here. <laughs> no. I'm just gonna you know what I mean. There's so, no right answers. Um, there is a there's one wrong there's answer. One, but I'm not gonna tell you which yeah, one it is. I think I know which one you think is the wrong answer. <laughs> and it rhymes with Hob Oberts. Um, no, no, I actually want to watch that. Oh one. yeah, yeah. Okay, Alex you're, thinks you're that's either. the wrong yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. Which may be the reason we should watch that one because it's kind of like the weird dark horse here where it's just. Sort of like because it could be more fodder for things to talk about. That's so, so <laughs> convincing. I would leave that one. All right, I'm putting I'm putting Bob Roberts as, as one choice. Okay, Bob R. I'll just like keep sure. it you know anonymous for the moment. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Man on Wire just because of the strength of your recommendation of it. Yep. Um, so we have one doc, one older, and so then for the sake of you know kind of doing a, a newer narrative, I'll put on. Um, I guess really the short term twelve would be probably that's our indie darling. Um, <laughs> the only drawback of that is I've seen the first, but I don't really remember the first. You know, whatever I saw of it. So that's that's my three. I feel like we should go with one of those three. Good Bob three. Roberts, good three. Yes, yeah, man on three. wire, short term twelve. Talk to me a little bit about the circumstances where you watched the beginning of it. Um, like, you thought it was short circuit, and then you just, <laughs> just turned it. Like, Where's this? Damn you watched robot? it, and you're like, "Shit, I haven't seen Short Term Eleven. I've, I'm totally lost in the continuity." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fun, fun. Where's uh, George Clooney and <laughs> <laughs> um, Julia Roberts as Julia Roberts? Um, 
Um, fun fact about Short Circuit: uh-huh. the name of the guy who does the voiceover for the robot in the Short Circuit films. Yes, we're, we're on board so far. Have sure. you seen Short Circuit or Short Circuit Two? Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Johnny Five is the name of the robot. Yeah, and the guy who's uh, who voices that his name, and the reason I know this will become obvious because his name is Tim Blaney. And my name is Tim Blaine. Yes. And it's spelled, literally, it's my name with a Y at the end of it. So I oh, remember wow. being a kid watching that in the theater and just flipping out, like, oh my God, <laughs> that's almost my name. It's so, so funny because usually you add a Y to the end of somebody's first name as a nickname, like we call you Timmy Blaine. Yeah. But I like the idea of adding a Y to somebody's last name. Yeah, yeah. Alex Popkiny. Maddie Bogdanowney. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really flow. <laughs> no. But in your case, it does. Yeah. So that's, that's, so that's just Tim a fun Blaney. fact about uh, Short Circuit. Wow. That's great. <laughs> uh, the more you know. All right. Well, we're no closer to our... <laughs> well, we are closer. Oh, yeah. So what were the circumstances? Oh, where um, I think it was, was just my my uh, girlfriend at the time, now wife. Uh-huh. Uh, ex-girlfriend. Uh, ex, my ex-girlfriend, <laughs> now wife. Um, <laughs> sat down to watch it. I've heard that before. That's really good. I, I didn't make it up. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. Um, <laughs> uh, just sat down to watch, to watch it, I think, on Netflix or something, because it was supposed to be great. My brother was supposed to be great, whatever. Yeah. And then I think it was just getting late, so I, I was tired. So it wasn't. I didn't stop watching for anything Mm. Like, it's not good. But having said that, I, let's lean towards one that I haven't seen any of, just because why not? It's t- I find Short that it's 12 tough. 12 is gone. Yeah. yeah. I find that it's tough to start a movie for the second time. Okay. Personally. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So, Ooh, all right. Wow. So now we have Man on Wire and Bob Roberts. The the real, man, this guy's the Cinderella of this whole thing. Snuck into the finals. Yeah. Came out of nowhere. You guys are looking at me like, I feel like I need to pull, the weight, pull my weight a little I bit mean, and make a decision here. Man on Wire is like, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. But, okay, you know what? Here's what we'll do. Yeah. Uh, let's be honest. The odds of us seeing Man on Wire and you seeing Man on Wire again are much better than the odds of any of us any seeing of us Bob, Roberts. Bob Roberts. If I mean, we don't watch it now, we're not going to watch it. We're never going to watch that movie. And if it's bad, that's I, better. I'm, I'm, I'm like... Yeah. I have such a strong feeling this movie like is not good. Like, my logic is... You have to believe my logic. Yeah. Do you know anyone that knows this I've movie? I've never heard of it. I mean, I would. I want like, to, honestly, like, I would okay. say, cross this movie off the list. Let me ask you this: Yeah, how low does the Rotten Tomato score have to be for us to just cross it off? What's the threshold? Ask, in like the the thirties or forties? It only needs to be that high. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's yeah, there's as long no as it's not like a twelve, for no it's just like jiggly, jiggly, well, whatever. Alex, I got news for you. Yeah, because the Bob Roberts <laughs> Tomatometer <laughs> score. Is one hundred percent. Wow! But how many reviews is it? Uh, Thirty-six reviews. Let's do I it. Think that's All our right. answer. Let's yeah. do it. All, All right. right, we're gonna go watch Bob Roberts, and uh, the audience is gonna get to hear the trailer, and then we're gonna come back and talk about what we saw. Cool. Open and shut case. America is a mess. We need someone to clean it up, and his name is Bob. Bob Roberts, millionaire businessman, fencing enthusiast, recording artist, and senatorial candidate. Here was a man that not only had a brilliant mind and a wonderful wit, but could also sing. This land is my land. Bob has a great vision for the future of our country and a great vision for the future of the children of our country. Hey, mister. Can I see your gun? He's amazing. He's a poet and a genius. Ladies and gentlemen, why can't you get ahead? She's a beautiful girl. Why can't you have the home of your dreams? Miss Three Mile Island. Wall Street. Wall Street. Michael takes a loan from a Midwestern. The 60s are over, said Roberts. I couldn't agree more, Donna. And I'm sorry, but I wouldn't vote for you. My life depended on it. Are you a communist? Excuse me? <laughs> Paramount Pictures presents with Miramax Films, Bob Roberts, a man with a solution. Choice to be what you want to be. And I want to be rich. Is that what politics is really about? Make your judgments if you must. Bob Roberts. Because Bob spelled backwards is still Bob. I just wish there was a way I could vote for you a hundred times. Oh, there is, actually. Really? Yes. Just kidding. 
We're back. Yes, Bob we are. Roberts. Bob Roberts. So it wasn't unwatchable, but no. it lost. It was two distinct movies. It yeah. was a 45-minute mockumentary comedy that we all greatly enjoyed, mm-hmm. followed felt- by an hour-long political drama <laughs> that was comp- complicated. Unsurprisingly, given sort of what we, where we know uh, Tim Robbins and Susan Sarandon stand politically as yep. people, <laughs> you know, like it didn't surprise me. It took like a, a much more preachy tone in, totally. in the uh, second half of it. Let's try to do the plot. We try to recap yeah. whatever the yeah. Plot and I don't know how do you guys. I mean, you try not to spoil stuff. No, we we lean in and we just spoil the shit out of it. So we so say, you encourage people to to walk, go watch it and then yeah. go listen. If I think you, that's a good policy. Yeah, go watch the movie. Or decide yeah. you're never going to watch it. So it's um, it's about a guy named Bob Roberts, yes. played by Tim Robbins, yeah, Pennsylvanian folk singer, yeah, who has no real roots in 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 politics, politics other than he sings about conservative. Yeah, he's life. a Republican Bob Dylan. They and they lean on that heavily in the beginning of the movie. It's a lot of like direct Bob Dylan parodying. Yeah, but as a fiscal conservative, Flip, yeah, flipping the. The uh, '60s hippie movement on its head. Yeah, very surface level humor. Yeah, like, it was a very kind of obvious easy jokes. At easy the jokes at the beginning. Yeah, and that's yeah. where like we started got like lulled we into sucked this. Into and, that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's like for 45 minutes. Bob yeah. Roberts goes on the campaign trail. Bob Roberts meets his adoring fans. Yeah, he meets uh, a young exuberant Jack Black. Yeah, he meets <laughs> a Giancarlo Esposito who right. who is like a muckraking. Uh, trying to get to the bottom expose him and yeah his. yeah and he's running against this sort of like boring old democrat yeah and we're on tour with him going from on city to bus. city yeah he is not just a folk singer he's also like a millionaire investor dude and he yeah. has like his yep. his entourage of investors or his team yeah. and he's like this rich business tycoon conservative but also folk singer guy so then in the middle all of a sudden yes things start to get dark quickly yeah and then he gets shot a week before the election, survives, but becomes paralyzed, wins the election, and then maybe it turns out the whole him getting shot was fake, unclear. Maybe he's not really paralyzed. Oh, I think very clear. They <laughs> well, showed his... Well, then, mean, yeah, at the, end, <laughs> at the end, his foot taps yeah. and it becomes very clear. And the guy, the, the, the muckraker, as you said, uh, Giancarlo Esposito gets basically like arrested for shooting him gets released because he didn't shoot him and then gets murdered by a bunch of big fanatics bob roberts fans and yeah. that sort of ends the movie yeah it was it was 50 percent a christopher guest mockumentary yeah and then 50 percent this like other thing Just yeah so looking like really like Hard i to- want really people to understand how kind of strange this is yeah i mean so like what's also funny is it's handheld mockumentary camera style, which today feels very familiar. Right. So when you were saying in 92, this is completely strange. Like this, like shaky cam. Yeah. Interview yeah. people, like guys looking and acknowledging the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, they, yeah, I feel like it went from Christopher Guest to, you know, uh, a, a, a Bernie Sanders fans, like, you know, totally. uh, you know, mm-hmm. exploration into their inner narrative of what they think is going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? So, I mean, there were just so many moments that just felt really relevant right now. And I don't even know where we go. From uh, yeah. That, but. I mean, that was staggering. And like every time to me, there was like a, a bullet point of things that were almost for either verbatim of what things that Donald Trump has said yeah. or yeah. things that are going on in the last year or even like right now. I, it just was like, I, I mean, you know, I was like, did they watch this movie and base his whole it, <laughs> campaign it was just around like, it? Right. There was a nonstop litany of parallels to Donald Trump and his campaign and his rise. You have this yeah. entertainer guy who's a rich tycoon who's just like reciting very, you know, conservative lines doing 
they even said make they make said, America they didn't great. say make America great they again. again. They said make America great. <laughs> yeah. But like you know, and then at one point I was like, Oh, you know what? The one thing that they hadn't touched on, they touched on everything and they haven't done anything, any rants on, on immigration. And like a minute later they the movie brought up immigration totally. in, a, in a negative way. And yeah. it was racism. And they even when they go when he's they interview the guy who loses the election to him. Yeah. The he, senator. Talking retrospectively and he's like he knows how to push buttons on misogyny and racism, yeah. And, but I don't really know who he is as a person. And this I movie just, was so prescient; it knew that we referenced Short Circuit earlier when Fisher Stevens <laughs> appeared I in know. this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, it's kind of yeah, kind of amazing. And in some ways, that makes in a weird way that makes me feel a little better about where things are right now uh-huh. because I feel like like although it, things in the world feel like particularly crazy right now in 2017 Uh uh you know you look back at 92 this this movie was 25 years (laughs) ago and i'm thinking like all right well things have been kind of crazy for a long time exactly and so maybe maybe this moment isn't as as bad and you had this this alan rickman figure playing the steve bannon like whispering in his ear advisor guy who has this shady dealings and is like exactly it's yeah he had the uh like the the dick cheney glasses too like it's amazing (laughs) yeah the sort of half shaded whatever those are called yeah yeah so bob like bob roberts so his name is robert roberts which is like philip phillips or like chris christie or tom thompson it's like a first and last name that are both basically the same i feel like there should be a term for that there should be a term for when your first and last name are variations on the same name. <laughs> yeah. Gabriel Gabrielli, yes. right? <laughs> My uncle, yes. Famously, that's your uncle. My so, uncle is Bernard Bernhardt. No way. Yeah, no, mm. not, not a joke. My uncle is Bogdanow Bogdanow. <laughs> <laughs> Bogdanowy. <laughs> uh, shouldn't there be a term for that? I, I don't, there absolutely should, and I feel like we have an opening to come up with a term for that. We owe it to America. Yeah. How the music wasn't good in this. So I felt like there was just too much music. I felt like each song, each song was like a clever concept, Mm -hmm. but instead of like just the chorus, he'd give you like two verses and two choruses, which led to a little bit of the editing length issues. I think, and and this is what happens when like so Tim Robbins wrote it, he directed it, he wrote all the music with. David Robbins, who I assume was like a brother or uncle or something. And it just felt like... Spurs basketball player? <laughs> yeah. David Robbins. Uh, it just felt like he needed somebody to come in and be like, you've got a great movie here, but we've got to cut a bunch of this stuff. Because, the, yeah, the songs, they just lingered too long and it and it felt indulgent. Yeah. And then there was, you know, there were parts where they were... Because there's a lot of its interviews. Um, so were they, you know, especially the Giancarlo Esposito stuff at the end where... They'd go back to him three times, and he's kind of saying the same thing yeah. three times. Yeah. And, you know, a little bit. Of, so, it was like, mm-hmm. we get it. They made some interesting yeah. points and turns, and then they were like, but in case you missed it, here's the point we're Here making. Here it is again. Yeah. For, for our listeners, the Giancarlo Esposito is most famous for playing uh, Gus Fring in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, the sort of drug-dealing boss that... Yeah. And he was great in this, I thought. Yep. Another, uh, I thought it was funny to see Ray Wise uh, from Twin Peaks and Peter Gallagher in the same movie. Yeah, because both I that guy with, of, the, with, the, with yeah, the brows. And yeah, <laughs> they're both brow guys. Brow guys. Um, <laughs> I was going to say that I, I've, I've never seen how Jack Black, John Cusack, and Tim Robbins are connected, but... High Fidelity is a movie that mm-hmm. connects all three. That like, yeah. uh, that's when Jack Black became the Jack Black right, we yeah. know. Yeah, um, he and you know like who's a- in that crew also is best friends with all them is Jeremy Piven, who we discovered in the credits was in this movie too. So oh, yeah. like, I don't like. There's they probably weren't in some. Maybe they were in an improv troupe or they were in some sort of acting troupe. But somehow they all met in Hollywood in the early nineties. Yeah, became friends and then they just started to keep each other in things. Yeah. Um, I just think that's weird. I don't know if that's weird. Like, it was just funny to see all three of them yeah. this early in this. Yeah, absolutely. The, I'm sure the audience would love to hear uh, about the Popkin Sleep Index. Dozed a couple times. Dozed a couple times, for sure. Um, but I think that just speaks to the <laughs> craziness of the second half of the movie. Yeah. Or the insane amount of Thai food I consumed <laughs> during the movie. Um, is, is, is Tim Robbins, just objectively, is, is he funny? Is he funny? Uh, well, objective funny is kind of a weird thing to, well, okay. to demand of us, but 
He is in one comedy that I can think of that I... Alex is the biggest uh, Nothing to Lose fan you'll ever meet. It's The Martin Lawrence, Tim Robbins joint. good in that, but I also think that like... It's also a weird role for him. Sure. He's very be. funny in what the movie you mentioned, High Fidelity. He, he is, right. He plays yeah, kind of like a zany character. Um, I would say, I think he is funny. He doesn't often do, that's not his thing he leans on, but I right. think he's one of those dramatic actors who has a good uh, good comic timing. He's got good, yeah. Definitely. I think that's what made this kind of weird, too, for me, because he was in his serious, he was in serious, like kind of a yeah. like serious mode. Right. Not like goofy, not playing. Yeah, he wasn't winking at the camera at all, or the character. You know, Tim Robbins' actor wasn't. You know, sort of being like, "Get it, get it." Like he played it very he straight put, and yeah. earnest, and I think that. Yeah, Rickman was zanier. This is like the zaniest. I could. Could you tell if Rickman was doing an American accent or not? At one point, his character says the word hogwash, and all I could think was like, oh, he almost did Hogwarts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that would have been pressure. Then I would know something is up. Yeah. Um, even oh another thing is a p- weird parallel that he that Bob Roberts' character hosts or doesn't host but is involved in an, basically Saturday Night Live yeah. which Donald Trump did last totally. year totally and, and a beauty pageant and a beauty pageant he's hosting beauty pageants yeah that um, was it's fucking crazy apparently this character Bob Roberts originated on SNL Tim Robbins played this character oh. on SNL according to the trivia interesting huh so this is like a Coneheads Wayne's World type uh but i don't think it was a oh which would make sense and then like you have bob balaban playing lorne michaels basically right um totally and we discussed in while we were watching that that was the crossover to all the christopher guest movies is having bob balaban um and here another bit of trivia i was looking through the imdb trivia is this class the film cast includes four oscar winners tim robbins susan Rand, helen hunt and fisher stevens fisher stevens from short circuit Mm -hmm. what did he win an oscar for you're wondering yeah, I am wondering. He, yeah, I'm not going to produced or directed oh. the Cove, the documentary The Cove about dolphins. Really? Huh? I had no idea. I was just. I shocked. did not know that either. Wow! It definitely wasn't for the movie Hackers. No. <laughs> but he was in that classic. You guys got any other notes? Any other thoughts? I would. I would say, like, especially given the climate right now, like, I would tell people to go watch this. Like, yeah. I think it's fascinating. I I was thinking about like who would I tell to watch this? Yeah. Because and it changed over the course of the movie. Like at the beginning I was going like, man, why doesn't everybody know about this movie? And then by the end I was going like, mm, there are very specific people yeah. that I think would enjoy this. Yeah. I wouldn't blanket say everybody should watch it. In another year, at a different year, I would be in that you know, mm-hmm. in that opinion. But now I think like it might be interesting to a yeah. lot of different people who it, right now whom to whom it wouldn't be interesting and enjoyable totally. in a different time. Well, so the next thing we're gonna do is review this movie. So Netflix uses a star system. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but you, with stars? With stars, sure. The Walk of Fame. And uh, interestingly enough, the channel Stars uses a Netflix system. Uh-huh. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. That's good. Uh, so you can give it one, two, three, four, or five stars, and then Netflix then recommends other movies to you based on how you rate movies. Oh, right? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So yes. it's less about like, oh... You know, I'm so smart. I think this movie was good or bad, and more about hey Netflix, help me out, Here's help what predict what right. I'm going to like. Okay. And technically, we're not allowed to give half stars, but sometimes I do, anyways. Okay. Sure, sure show, man. Just yeah, do whatever that's you want. kind of how I feel. All right, who, who's going first? I mean, I'll start it off. Okay. I'm going to give this movie three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> when we when it started, I was ready to give it four. By the end, I was feeling more like three. Yeah. Since I since it is my show, I'm gonna yeah. say this is a three and a half star movie for me. All right, all right. Um, I' gonna go with two stars. I just didn't think it was like a a fully formed, polished mm. movie. They're like those lulls that were just like really weird scenes. I I thought that if maybe we watched this halfway through Obama's presidency, we'd be like. <laughs> This is kind of bizarre. This is really kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, right now, it just it rang more yeah. true and how bizarre. It yeah, was. totally. Like I don't know. We've just seen better. You know, Colbert's the ultimate conservative parody. And right. We've and even just as a mockumentary, it wasn't as good as like Sasha Baron Cohen's or any like. Going in, I thought there was a reason that this hadn't been more well known. It wasn't quite as bad as like say Casa de Mi Padre probably was, but it 
which we still haven't seen by the way okay yeah, I keep that either. <laughs> <laughs> but it just wasn't um i didn't think it was just that well made a movie yeah yeah and lastly yeah, well um, first i mean i think we should we should keep an eye on this to see if there is a resurgence just by word of mouth just and like who knows but like i feel uh, like there, if enough people happen to see this movie for any reason yeah. now, there could be like a thing. I could see something. Facebook kind of be like, yeah. you guys, check this out. Um, so who clearing knows? the Q bump. Perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of, I think I'm, I'm, I'm in line with the three and a half for the similar reasons. I think based on the fact that if, okay, I want to see more movies like this, the Netflix algorithm, I wouldn't bump it up higher. Because like, I would give it higher ratings right now. I'd give it a four because it's like, oh my God, this was 25 years ago and look how amazingly prescient this was right. before its time. There were not a lot of mockumentaries out. There was only you know one we could think of, Spinal Tap, that was doing this. It was good acting, good performing, lacked for editing, but it was cool. And I enjoyed the music, even though it wasn't great music, but it was like good music. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, But because of, as a movie, I think I had the same experience. The first was like, this is good, you guys, right? This is funny. Like, this <laughs> yeah. got some ZD characters yeah. and some funny bits that were laughing, kind of like, at, and there was subtle things kind yeah. of in the background and yeah. stuff. Um, and then it got long and kind of uh, a little bit pedantic and kind yeah. of like, you guys, liberalism is better, you know, which <laughs> yeah. Yeah, obviously that was the point. But yep. uh, so, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, if I'm allowed also, I'll do a three and a half. You are allowed. Yeah, you okay. are allowed. So if we have listeners that are like, oh man, we really like this, this Tim Blaney guy. Uh, that's our new nickname for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Where can we find him on the internet? What uh, would you g- suggest to those listeners? Oh, um, well, uh, my website is timblaine.com, T-I-M-B-L-A-N-E. Um, no, there's no I in Blaine. No. Nope. Uh, there is one in Tim. Yep. Um, and uh, uh, that's probably the easiest and, and best place to find me. Great. Awesome. Uh, well, we've got really exciting news for you. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, you are now one step closer to clearing the queue. That was clearing the queue. If you have heard anything you like or know that we were just dead wrong about, you can email us at uh, clearingthequeue at gmail.com. Q is spelled Q-U-E-U-E. That's a tough one. And if your thoughts are funny, we'll read it on air. Follow us on Twitter at CTQ Podcast, Instagram at clearing the queue, Facebook.com slash clearing the queue. Subscribe on iTunes? Yeah, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. <laughs>